if you follow the news about Africa, you know that one of the great frustrations on the continent is that headlines about Africa tend to be skewed towards the, the negative side of things. They focus overly on the problems and issues that the continent has, and they tend to downplay uh, the more positive stories, examples of success when it comes to economic when it comes to economic development. A big exception to that story over the last 20 years has been the ICT sector and the digital economy more broadly, which has been not only consistently a bright spot, but arguably the standout success story for Africa since the turn of the century. There's a lot to be said about that, but to start the conversation, let's just quickly take stock about what some of the pillars are of, of that narrative and why generally there is an impression, uh, certainly in Africa, but even you know, globally, that one thing that's working in Africa and working really well is the digital economy. Now, the, the first pillar of that, and this started in the early 2000s, was, of course, the mobile telecommunications revolution. Africa leapfrogged the fixed line era straight into mobile and it defied everyone's expectations, defied all the odds. Right? Nobody thought mobile would work in Africa, and it has been an absolute runaway success, not only in terms of getting people connected to mobile telecommunication, but then also building on that to, 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 to drive uh, economic development more broadly. And there the standout example is mobile money. We all know, we've all heard about the, the success of platforms like M-Pesa and Kenya. And Africa has, in, in some ways, become the standard setter for, mobile, for the mobile money industry globally. Uh, to illustrate that, here's, one, here's a statistic from the GSMA. And it tells us that close to 800 million registered mobile money accounts are now on the continent. And this accounts for half of all global users. So 50% of all mobile money users are in Africa. Big, big success. Big, big success. In more recent years, on the back of that success, the, the focus has shifted towards the, the, the startup and tech startup space, where we've seen since around 2015, since we've seen, yeah, since around 2015, and we started to see a real uptick of venture capital going into uh, African tech startups. If you if if you follow this over in recent years, you'll know that uh, there's been a huge fintech boom. Numerous unicorns have emerged, and uh, Africa for you know, for a number of years has been talked about as the last frontier, the next big thing in 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 tech startups and venture capital. Here is uh, an illustration of the point. So total annual funding has for start for tech startups has increased by a thousand percent since 2015. That's according to data from Disrupt Africa. And in 2022, uh, venture capital to, to Africa's tech sector was the only region or one of the very few VC markets to boast net growth. And this is according to Partech Ventures. It was up 8% and hit $6.5 billion. One last one. By the end of 2021, 84% of sub-Saharan Africa's population was covered by a mobile broadband network. So here you have essentially what i mean there's more to it but you know those i would say are perhaps the two biggest pillars that have underpinned the narrative around the digital economy 
in Africa. And there's no disputing the success that the continent has seen and has experienced. There's no disputing the economic benefits, the benefits in terms of economic development and to the economy more broadly that have come from mobile connectivity. And the sector continues to go from strength to strength and it continues to grow. Now, that's the positive. That's the good news. All of that is good news. All of that is true. However, as is so often the case in life, uh, there is a downside or perhaps another side to the story that is important to understand, important to take stock of when we discuss the the digital economy on the continent. Now, perhaps the overarching issue or the overarching challenge that we have, and this is not just in Africa, but it's it's quite acute on the continent, is the so-called digital divide. In very simple terms, what this refers to is the gap between people who do and do not have access to the internet or other telecommunication services. So while we have seen this transformation of the sector over the last 20 years, the reality is that despite all of the growth that we've seen, just 30% of the population um, is, is using the internet across Africa today. That is according to the International Telecommunications Union. So just over a third of the population is act- actually uses the net or is connected to the web. So that's that, that that's one aspect of this. Uh, you have this disconnect where, literally and figuratively speaking, a disconnect where um, a- a- despite this rampant growth that we've seen, a lot of people still don't have access. And just for context, 37% is almost half the global average, which stands around 62% or so. So you have that dynamic. And an interesting uh, interesting thing that's, that's come through more recently is that while mobile coverage has expanded, there is this new phenomenon that's kind of being uncovered called the, the usage gap. And uh, I will just share something here quickly. There we go. So here we see that mobile internet usage gap is almost eight times the size of the coverage gap. That's according to the GSMA. Now, what are they talking about when they say usage gap? And here I helpfully have another one that can. Okay, here we go. Now. All right, there we go. Some technical issues. So what's the what's the usage gap? Um, there's substantial differences within the region. Uh, okay, so Sub-Saharan Africa is the only region where mobile broadband coverage continues to outpace mobile usage. So basically, what you have is a situation where people are covered by broadband networks, mobile broadband networks, but for a variety of reasons, they aren't actually using the services that are available to them. And these include fundamental things like a lack of bandwidth, uh, high data costs, high cost of uh, handsets and things like that. But there are also wider issues like a rural-urban divide, literacy skills, Mm -hmm. and so on. So it's it's an interesting dynamic where as you are solving one problem, which is the access gap, uh, there's a lot of work still to be done, but that is progressing. What's becoming clear is that the issue is more complex and you're uncovering new challenges one of them being the usage gap. So we have this situation where, okay, great, 
the internet has has been transformative for the continent already. But looking at these statistics, it tells us that there is a tremendous amount of potential left in there, and getting to that is key. Now, when we so that that's one aspect that I wanted to touch on. The other aspect I wanted to touch on is when it comes to venture capital and tech funding. So. In recent years, as I already noted, we've seen this uptick in, in interest in tech startups in Africa. There have been some high-profile investments and visits by people like Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, there's been, there have been investments by, by vehicles uh, linked to Jeff Bezos and, 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 and things like that. So really high-profile stuff, and that, cr- that has created a lot of buzz. And if we go back to the figure from earlier from Partick Ventures, in 2022, venture capital funding for Africa was 6.5 billion. It was the only region in the world that registered growth. However, it's important to contextualize those figures. 6.5 billion is less than a one and a half percent of global venture capital funding for the same year, which stood at around 445, 450 billion dollars globally. So 1.5 percent probably not worth getting too excited about. It shows again huge amount of potential for growth. Also, these aggregate figures, of course, don't automatically tell us what the landscape looks like regionally. And the reality is that the vast majority of this funding has gone into just a few markets. The space is dominated by South Africa, Kenya, Egypt, and Nigeria. And they tend to gobble up most of the funding that that goes to the continent. So what you have actually is quite a concentrated tech ecosystem. That's not to dismiss what's going on in other parts, but again, important to understand the dynamics underpinning these trends. Also, when we look at where this money is going, a lot of it, the vast majority of it in recent years certainly, has gone into fintech. And that's where the real success has been, which again suggests that there is a lot of room for growth because there's not much flowing into any other aspects of uh, techno- uh, of the tech startup ecosystem. Now, what all of this amounts to is what I would say the need for a little bit more nuance in how we analyze and discuss Africa's digital economy and how we assess the success of it and how we assess where we are in terms of harnessing its full potential. And a really good way that this has been described is that we Africa needs to go beyond so-called islands of success. This is a phrase that is used by the OECD in a report that they released, I believe it was, was last year, was it? Yeah. So this is the Africa's Development Dynamics, Digital Transformation for Quality Jobs. This is from 2021. And this also notes that there has been tremendous progress in terms of building up the digital economy in Africa, but it makes an important, a a very important observation here where it says that in order to achieve the objectives of Agenda 2063, that's the African Union's development agenda for the continent, and create a massive number of jobs, digital transformations must expand beyond those islands of success. And I like that phrase because it it conjures up, I think, quite a, 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 a a striking and powerful image about where we are. That yes, we have we have seen success in, in certain places, but actually we're kind of surrounded by an ocean of, of work that still needs to be done. And in 
making recommendations about how to tackle this. The OECD lists a, a few key interventions ranging from, oh, excuse me, ranging from promoting the dissemination of digital innovations beyond large cities, so basically rural development, uh, Afri prepare Africa's workforce to embrace, to embrace digital transformation and guarantee social protection, uh, so education, in other words, remove barriers to innovation that prevent smaller firms from competing in the, in the digital age, so you know, support and develop the SME sector, and uh, deepen regional and continental cooperation for digital transformation. So uh, th there's a, a lot to do, in other words. And you know these are things that um, aren't going to happen overnight. These are things that are not difficult. These are things that are familiar issues from uh, other sectors in, in Africa. And here, too, there's an interesting dynamic to understand, I think, which is that while the ICT sector and the digital economy has really stood out over the last 20 years, and it stood out not just for its success, but for how financially and commercially sustainable it has been. It's, it's kind of taken care of itself. In most industries, there is a kind of endless narrative around we need, you know, lack of funding, lack of funding, lack of funding, no private sector funding. When it comes to ICT, the private sector is kind of, kind of taking care of it. But we, you know, but we see that there are limits to what can be done without some of those fundamentals that are needed for economic development, right? The right education system, the right policy frameworks, uh, proper integration, regional integration, uh, you know, the, the, the infrastructure supporting infrastructure to make sure that the access is, is high quality and, and that uh, people are actually using the services. So, yes, big success story. But it needs to be contextualized, and and that's really the and th that's that's really the point of of uh, of this conversation. It's not to dismiss, it's not to dismiss what we've seen over the last twenty years, not by any stretch of the imagination. And and it will continue to uh, it will continue to evolve. It will continue to grow. There's no doubt about that. However, it is important to understand the nuances. It is important to kind of you know, go beyond the headlines, figuratively speaking, to try to understand what what is, you know, what's really going on, where are we, and how do we take things to the next level. This was important before COVID, and we all know that during the pandemic, the, the, the fundamental importance of the digital economy was not only underlined, but amplified. Uh, a lot, the, uh, a lot happened <laughs> during that pandemic to, to, to shift things more and more towards the digital economy, which I would say you know, raises the level of urgency to tackle some of these issues that we've that, that I've been discussing. And when we consider that we're now moving into the age of artificial intelligence, which looks like it is about to upend the the whole industry yet again and take us into a completely new space in terms of what the digital economy means and how it interacts with the wider economy, how it underpins the wider economy. Um, you know, we are on the cusp of, by all accounts, quite extraordinary transformational times. And if you aren't part of that race in some way, um, not suggesting that, that you know, the whole world needs to be at the leading edge of that. It's a very exclusive club uh, it, it, the, uh, to play in and one that, you know, most countries aren't part of it's. It's but it's, it's you know it's basically the U.S. and uh, and to some extent China that are driving this. However, 
in order to compete in any meaningful way in the 21st century, it is a fundamental importance to go beyond those islands of success that I discussed earlier and to really, you know, unleash the true transformative potential of the digital economy. Because I would argue that we actually haven't really seen anything yet. Yes, it has been spectacular, right? The, the change from a situation 20 years ago, there were basically no phone lines on the continent to where we are today, where you know, in every part of, of Africa, you're, you know, you're on your smartphone. But just think about those statistics that I ran through earlier around the usage gap. The access gap, you know, the the uh, the lack of bandwidth, and all of these all of these barriers to the sector, how much more transfer transformative transformational potential is within this industry? And as we move forward, as the sector moves forward, as Africa moves forward, um, it's important it's important to to just kind of step things up. You know that I would say that's 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 really the that's really the point here. You know, as is so often the case with the news to really understand what's going on, you have to go beyond the headlines. All right, I'm gonna leave it there. Uh, thanks so much for, for tuning in, for watching, for listening. Um, and if you've watched the whole video, thank you twice. If you want to know more about what we do uh, at the Norwegian African Business Association on NAVA, please feel free to visit our website, norwegianafrican.no. It's on the screen there. And uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, you know the drill. Like, subscribe, share, all of that good stuff. Thank you again. See you next week.